I think I'll tell some uh, New York stories mm -hmm. because I, because we are in Philadelphia doing, during the time the Prabhupada would come to America, and a lot of times we all came up to Philadelphia, uh, f from Philadelphia to New York, and so I have a lot of experience with Prabhupada, not a lot, but some in, in airports, <laughs> in the New York airports. You have to remember that in those days. The airports were not fortresses, <laughs> and, and we used to come in there with a vyasasana and do a guru puja, and and, uh, and uh, then he'd have a press conference sometimes, you know. And also, we'd all when Prabhupada would leave, we could all go with him and and, and see him off too. And so sometimes I mean, come up to do that. So. Um, one one of the uh, one of the interesting ones uh, in the New York airport is um, the reporter. He came. Uh, this is like a talk, talk about saying divya gyan. You know, he gives you divya gyan. He tried to give it to reporters even. <laughs> Everybody. So so um, so. And it was after Prabhupada would come and sit down uh, and a Vyasasana we would have. We'd do Guru Puja there. He had garlands all over the place, you know. And then the reporters would ask him questions. So they said, um, why have you come to the West? And he said, I have come to give you a brain. <laughs> you saw all these pencils going, you know, and they stopped. <laughs> I mean, sometimes he liked to goof on reporters, but even when he did that, it was very serious. And then he explained to them, he's, he explained that the human, uh, uh, the human uh, society, like the human body, has head, arms, belly, and legs, the head that leads and the arms that protect the belly that feeds and nourishes and the leg that, that carries. So these are the four divisions of society. And he said, your society is headless. So I've come to give you a brain. And then, then he said, uh, he said, actually in your society, because then he explained, you know, Brahmins, Kshatriyas, uh, Vaishyas, Sutras, he said, Everyone is a sudra, and there are a few vaishas. <laughs> and I thought, wow, what a description, you know? That's America. I remember one of our presidents, Cal Calvin Coolidge, says, the business of America is business. <laughs> and, 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 and that's really it. So I th I, that's something I could think about for quite a few years, actually. Because how did this happen? And, and I, I started to embark on and try to understand what happened to brahmanas and how do you... Ha anyway, so but that was one of the things he did. Another time on an airport... Now, this is, this is very, very interesting. He, he had a press conference when he would come. Uh, and uh, and uh, I, at, the, at that point, there were so many people, I couldn't get very, very close. Uh, so then after the press conference, Prabhupada was walking out and I was like, uh, you know, 10, 15 feet behind him. Uh, and, um, and then I saw coming down the, 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 the corridor the, uh, a, a, a crew that was late for the press conference. 
there was a guy who was the announcer, the, the, the talker, and another guy carrying a camera, and they were trotting. It was quite a scene because the cameras in those days were quite hefty, and there were cords and wires swinging back and forth that these guys are walking, <laughs> running toward Srila Prabhupada. A and so they s stopped abruptly at the side of the corridor uh, uh, in front of Prabhupada, and, and he stopped. And by the time I stopped, you know, my mintum had carried me forward, so I was right next to Prabhupada. And so these guys are there, they're, 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 the, the, the interviewer's like fixing his hair up and everything <laughs> like that, and the other guy's untangling his wires and cords and everything, getting his camera all set up. And they're kind of out of breath, you know, it's like a little breathless. And so they've got the camera up there, and the, then the interviewer takes his microphone, puts it in Prabhupada's face, and says, how does your group differ from other Buddhists? <laughs> <laughs> And Prabhupada was so cool. <laughs> he looked at him and he said, we have nothing to do with this Hinduism or Buddhism. We are teaching the truth. And if you are truthful, you will, you will accept it. He had his mouth open for the next question <laughs> and it just stayed open. <laughs> he was completely flabbergasted. <laughs> And I thought about that for a long time, what Prabhupada had done. And I realized, here's a reporter, and he's coming in, he's going to, you know, he's sleepwalking through his life. And he just wants to, you know, find out which little category he can put Prabhupada in, what little cubby hole, and that's, that's the deal, right? That was, his, that was his mental platform. Prabhupada's answer, what it did was destroy the mental platform on which that question was asked. When by all designations it said we have nothing to do with this Hinduism or Buddhism. You know, because I, one of us might have been tempted to say, well, actually, we're Hindus, and, and the Hindus say there are Gaudiya, you know, something like that. He didn't do it. We have nothing to do with this Hinduism. Or we are teaching the truth, and then if you are truthful, you will accept it. And suddenly... <laughs> You know, there was a one-on-one a -on -one human relation uh, w with this person and putting his life on the line. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure it did something to I mean, he couldn't say anything more, but uh, it, it surely did something, something to him. So that, that's an example of this ability to kind of destroy the mental platform on which a, a question is, 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 is asked. Uh, uh, one of the times I, uh, Prabhupada said something very briefly to me, which really uh, gave me years to think about. Uh, I, I was a member of the Bhaktivedanta Institute, and Prabhupada had come to Nuvrindavan. And we were walking through the woods in his morning walk, and they were asking him various questions about how big atoms are and stuff like that, you know. And... Uh, then, then Prabhupada started talking about, as we were walking through the woods, he, he, he said that this, and I think it had something to do with the idea of what is matter, because they were asking about atoms and how big they are and what, they, you know. He, he, he said, he said, uh, he said when, you, when, you look, when you look at this wood, what this wood is, is actually sunlight 
in another form. The tree grows, it takes in the sunlight, it grows wood. And so that wood is actually fire, but it's in another form. And then he said, when you uh, take the wood and ignite it, the fire comes back out. So then he said, so matter is actually another form of spirit. That's what he said. And I started thinking about that, and I got really confused. <laughs> uh, and so when we stopped uh, a little later on, uh, I had an opportunity to ask my question, and I, I put it like this. It took me a while to figure out how I can say this succinctly. I said, uh, Srila Prabhupada, um, in my stage in Krishna consciousness, uh, I'm trying to understand aham brahmasmi, that, that, that I am a spirit soul and not the body. So I'm trying very hard to understand the difference between matter and spirit. But now you're saying th that, <laughs> that everything is spirit. So I'm confused. And his answer was, we are not Maya bodies. And I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> He said, we are not Maya bodies. There are different kinds of spirit. And I, so I thought about that one for many, many years. Uh, and I, I, I understood that to say, uh, we are, uh, Maya body means is, is near Vishesha. There are no Visheshas. A Vishesha is a kind of concrete particular thing. And near Vishesha means it's uniformly all one and there's no differentiation. But we are Savishesha, and that's the philosophy of uh, variety but oneness at the same time. As Paul puts it in a couple of like, like koans in his books, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. You know, you could just say that to yourself many days. And <laughs> or another place he puts it, there's nothing but Sri Krishna Yet nothing is Sri Krishna save and except his own primordial personality. These are a couple of ways that Prabhupada <laughs> put this. So he said, you know, the, uh, uh, and and then, then if 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 in uh, Bhagavad Gita 4:24, there's a whole idea about the idea of sacrifice. The general principle of Krishna consciousness is sacrifice, which transforms matter into spirit by uh, using everything in Krishna's service. And he called Krishna consciousness the re-spiritualization of matter. And so any, any, any material thing that's fully engaged in Krishna's service loses that quality of nescience and actually becomes something that opens up and leads you to Krishna and you can see everything in relationship to Krishna. So that's what he said, we are not mayavadis, there are different kinds of spirit. Uh, then uh, uh, on another occasion in New York, this one is a little far out, but uh, we had a political party at one time, the, the In God We Trust Party for Purified Leaders, uh, he called it. Uh, uh, and our platform was that at least the leaders should follow the four regular principles. It started by Balavanta and Armarendra. Balavanta ha had, uh, w was running for mayor of Atlanta. 
And so I happened to be in New York, and Balavanta was there, and, and I was was getting on the ballot in, in Philadelphia, and there were some other devotees running. And we were reading that part of the, you know, the the the, the Bhagavatam, which gives a whole political science and, and how to do it. So anyway, we go into the Balavant and I are going to see Prabhupada in his room. This is in the in the Henry Avenue uh, uh, street in Brooklyn, and uh, there was no tape recorder uh, or anything. We come in to see him. Uh, he's uh, down in his low desk, uh, and as we come in, there is some uh, uh, householder couple there with a little toddler, uh, and they're trying to invite Prabhupada to come to our house for lunch and everything. And as they're saying goodbye and talking. This little kid is, keeps grabbing everything on Prabhupada's desk, which was conveniently low for a three-year-old, you know, <laughs> get, get everything. And they keep uh, trying to talk to Prabhupada and keep the kid from grabbing all the stuff. So he, they leave. Uh, uh, and, uh, and so then Balavanta uh, tells Prabhupada how his, his uh, uh, preaching was going while he was running for mayor of Atlanta. I think he'd already lost, but still he thought it was effective in many ways. And then he said, but Prabhupada, what do you do when you preach and you preach and you preach and still uh, you can't do anything? He said, uh, just like he said, well, sometimes uh, there has to be argumentum ad baculum. I knew that phrase. I had courses in logic in college, and it means resort to force. It's, it's, it's a bakula is a stick. And Prabhupada says this later on. But he said, then he said, well, just like this little boy, you say, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch, and he keeps touching. So finally, you know, a little slap on the back of the hand. He he said, so if people don't understand, then there can be argumentum ad baculum. He said, a stick, bakula means stick, and then he did this, he said, or a gun. And he, made his, <laughs> he made his hand like this, and he went, Hare Krishna, <laughs> Hare Krishna, <laughs> Krishna Krishna, <laughs> Hare Hare, <laughs> that is Krishna consciousness. <laughs> I freaked. <laughs> I, I hope not visibly, but I was. Uh, uh, well, you know, you don't want religious people to carry on, you know, jihads and things like that. And the other thing that really scared me, I had already met some devotees that I thought were fairly terrifying in, in that regard. <laughs> you know, so I, I had this doubt. And so I thought I should speak this doubt to Krishna. So I was just spending some, he and Balavanta were talking, I was thinking of some way to put this succinctly. So I I said to Prabhupada when I had the chance, I said, uh, you foresee a time when devotees will run countries and command armies. And he said, yes. Uh, because really, you know, that, that was the part of the Bhagavatam, how Maharaj Pariksit received the age of Kali and, you know, all instructions. So I, I said, so in that, 
Uh, oh, I know. I'm sorry. I left one part out. He said, therefore, there should be a war. He said, when one side is devotees and the other side is demons. Uh, oh, he said, he said, if one side is demons and the other side is demons, that doesn't accomplish anything. But if one side is devotees and the other side are demons, then that's Krishna consciousness. So he really saw this polarization, you know. So that that's what, so I said to him, you see a time that that we will command countries and run armies, and so I was thinking this. So how do how in that case can we sure be sure that we won't become demons? That's where I I, I got that question from this the devotee and the demon, and he said, without pausing, he said, chant sixteen rounds a day and follow the four regulative principles. And I said, and that's enough? <laughs> and he said, yes, that's enough. That was, that was his answer. Uh, I, I think when I, a little more experience, I thought, yeah, you have to do it in a sustainable way. In other words, one should practice Krishna consciousness uh, while trying to avoid offenses against the holy name, that's where we, you know, the clearing stage. And you won't slip back, and you will become, and we'll make advancement. So he did see that time. That's why he had this political party. Uh, he, he saw that that would happen, and he wanted us to become those people who, when they had political power, would not abuse it and, and misuse it. Uh, but he did see a time would come if Krishna consciousness uh, became more and more developed, that things would become polarized. Uh, uh, to just even today we're seeing a lot of polarization. Some people are becoming more and more uh, like devotees. Uh, they're, they're simple enough. You know, when I was a new devotee, nobody was a vegetarian. My, my mother thought I would die. <laughs> if I stopped eating meat. And she was a nurse. You know. But, you know, years later she said, Oh, your diet is so healthy. <laughs> and it used to be people so you say you're vegetarian, people look like you like you're crazy. Now they always well I'm trying to give up meat too. <laughs> no, so things are happening. Some people are uh, uh, going one way and some people are going the other way. So I, I would see that would happen. But anyway, those are a few of the, the, all those things took place in New York, except the one in New Vrindavan <laughs> that we had. Uh, do we, um, have I used my time? I'm not. Yeah, getting there, but uh, please huh? a little bit more. <laughs> uh, well, this is a New York story, uh, also an airport story. This is at the, when Prabhupada was leaving. Uh, and people liked it sometimes better when Prabhupada would leave because it was a little more intimate. And we would, again, you could follow Prabhupada all the way to the boarding area, you know, because there was no security at that time. So Prabhupada was leaving, it was a New York airport, and so when he came and he sat down in the boarding area, a whole bunch of the devotees sat down with him. There was a big crowd of devotees, kind of, and I was ended up standing sort of in the back, and Prabhupada was sitting on the chairs, and there were people on the chairs around him on the floor, and they're having a nice, intimate conversation. I'm trying to hear it. I couldn't hear it always because I was a little far away, but we were listening to this, you know, light talk. Usually when he left, it wasn't quite so so seriously serious. 
And then because I was on the outside of the crowd, I noticed the gate agents were in a kind of a flustered state. And I looked and I saw, well, there were other people wanted to board the flight, actually, the passengers who had tickets, <laughs> and they couldn't get in the boarding area. And then I saw one of these gating agents coming up to some voties and trying to get their attention to get them to move away for the passengers, and they just blew them off, you know? And so I saw this was happening, and so uh, our GBC was uh, Rupanuga, and he was there. <coughs> So I thought, well, maybe the nobody's going to listen to me. So, because uh, uh, they just blew me away, uh, uh, I, I uh, got Rupanuga and I, I pointed out to him what was happening. So then Rupanuga tried to get uh, some attention to uh, devotees, and they just blew him off too because <laughs> they were absorbed in Prabhupada. So finally, pro what Rupanuga did was, uh, you know, the, the, these are these chairs wel welded together and the little table at the end. He jumped up on the table. And he went like this, and his best command voice said, All devotees, leave the boarding area now. Leave at once. And people turn up and look there. Shock, <laughs> anger, you know, <laughs> really upset. And before anybody could move, could move, Srila Prabhupada got out and started walking out. <laughs> <laughs> And Rupanuga laughed and he said, Not you, Sri Prabhupada. <laughs> so he that's Prabhupada is a naturally humble person that <laughs> just immediately Srila <laughs> <laughs> Prabhupada Ki. Yeah.